Welcome back, Toronto. It is time now for The Spot, our weekly segment where we put a spotlight on local business and get to know a little bit more about them. Today, we are joined by Tanis Bundy, co-founder of The Green Jar, uh, which is a one-stop shop for all of your sustainable products. Tanis, great to talk to you. Happy Sunday. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Happy Sunday. So tell us about The Green Jar and your journey as a small business owner in the city of Toronto. Absolutely. So my twin sister and I opened the Green Jar in 2019, so just a few months before the pandemic. And uh, so we were forced to close for a few weeks and we had to pivot. And we put everything up online and started delivering all of our items as opposed to people coming in to refill. Interesting. But exactly. So we're back open now and uh, folks can bring in their own containers and refill on eco-friendly essentials like toothpaste and deodorant to cleaning supplies like multi-surface cleaners and laundry soap. Really? Now, to, let's, let's go back to those first few weeks. First of all, there is nothing braver in the world of business than, a, than an entrepreneur launching a new business. Um, and then to do yeah. so weeks before a pandemic shuts you down. Talk to me about that roller coaster that you must have been on, the, the, the fear and then anticipation of, join, of, of, of opening, followed by <laughs> being told everything's shutting down. That's right. Our, our community uh, really embraced us. They were super excited to have us open up and uh, they were really happy to have these convenient, sustainable essentials in their neighborhood. And we really wanted to be a community hub where people could walk to us. So when we were forced to close down, it was really a shock and a struggle. And we're still, you know, struggling. But uh, our community, they were very supportive and they really wanted us to remain successful. So, you know, they really supported us when we figured out things and, you know, we fumbled along the way, but they were very patient and understanding and they knew that uh, if they could support us and, and support our vision to eliminate single-use plastics, that we could survive. And we're still here uh, three and a half years later. So we're very, very grateful to our community. Well, congratulations for that. You know, it seems to me that there are a lot of businesses that use the buzzword of sustainability. There are a lot of businesses that offer um, environmentally uh, friendly products. Uh, there, and there are, a lot of, um, there are a lot of places that offer um, uh, containers that aren't single use. Uh, you seem to be combining all of that. That's right. It was extremely important for us to reduce uh, single use plastic consumption and household waste. We wanted to give consumers the, the choice and the option to bring their own containers in that they already have in their household, mm. like mason jars, sure. even their favorite you know, plastic containers. We'd rather they reuse them than the, those items go into landfill. So uh, that was extremely important to us. And we also uh, partnered with amazing businesses that will um, you know, sell us these liquid cleaning supplies in large containers. They will send them, we, we can send them back to these uh, suppliers. They will sanitize them and reuse, reuse them over again. So there's no waste on our sh in our shop. Yep. And um, the, the customers know that these items are Canadian made and local and are, you know, septic safe. So they're safe for the whole family as well as um, the planet. So, so, you, so you're buying a lot of this stuff in bulk, which we then are. lowers the cost. Uh, but that being said, when people make this choice to prioritize the environment, they're doing so, I think, in full knowledge that there is a cost associated with that. It's not the cheapest option. That's you're right. doing, I'm sure, your best to reduce that cost. But in this day and That's age right. of the affordability crisis that so many people are enduring, have you found that that is another hill that you have to climb? 
Absolutely. So we do have some uh, suppliers that uh, make amazing products, but, you know, they are in small batch and they may be organic, so they might might be higher in cost. Mm. But they know that, you know, it's, it's a really good investment towards their health and towards their planet. We also have items that are much more affordable than the commercial counterpart. And so we like to show customers the, the cost per use um, mm. our products versus the commercial products. So they actually see that they really are saving. We want it to be accessible to everybody. And so there are some things like our multi-surface cleaners where it really only costs 50 cents to fill your bottle. Sure. You just put in a half a tablespoon or half a teaspoon, and then you add water at home, mm. and then you have a, a full liter of multi-surface cleaner, and it costs about 50 cents. So in some cases, it's actually cheaper. That's interesting. That's uh, right. Uh, Tannis, I have to assume that there's, you know, look, on one hand, you want to be the only, like, the only company doing what you do on the block. But on the other hand, as a company devoted to helping the environment, the more companies that you can get kind of doing these sorts of things, the better. So you want to, you want to thread that needle. What would you tell uh, another entrepreneur who may want to prioritize the environment as you have, what should they be looking out for before they start their business? Absolutely. I think it's extremely important to uh, build really good relationships with suppliers that are extremely transparent and to understand exactly uh, what you're selling to your consumers and that you believe in the product hundred percent. If you don't use it and you don't, um, you can't speak to the product, it's not worth selling. Uh, and also when you start a business like this, you really want to uh, collaborate with other businesses that are like yours and, and build really good, strong partnerships that, you know, it can be competitive. And of course I, you know, still would like to have all these customers come see me, but I think it's also really important to be supportive of your other fellow uh, zero waste business that's in the community as well. Mm. Oh, well, uh, and, and you said you, you said yourself that you were trying to build this as a community hub. So talk to us about some of the events that you've got coming up this week. Absolutely. So this Tuesday between 12 p.m. and 3 p.m., we have a textile recycling event where you can bring your unused uh, textiles, things like boxes with holes in them and ripped sheets and fabric scraps. And we will uh, take them and match them with our partners that will Keep them out of landfill 100%. Oh, that's great. So we'll match them with uh, textile artists and animal shelters. Like So the bedding will go to animal shelters. And then on Friday evening, uh, between 7 and 10 p.m., we're offering a nighttime shopping event for those who can't make it to us during the day. And we'll have um, one of our neighborhood record shops coming in to sell some records and play some music. And uh, folks can do some refills uh, from 7 until 10 p.m. Tennis, this is, this is very, mm-hmm. it's, it's very inspiring. The, the, both, both of those events sound mm-hmm. like you've, you've really thought long and hard about what your community needs, what's good for your business, obviously, uh, and how you can sort of extend the beneficial footprint of your company and of your brand beyond what you, uh, you know, beyond your core service offerings. It's uh, congratulations to you. Thank you so much. Yes, with our textile recycling event, we've gathered over 3,000 pounds of textiles in the last year. Wow. So we're very excited about that. And with our plastic uh, collection and recycling, we've offered some really uh, creative uh, alternatives to our traditional waste stream model. So we're, we're trying to keep things out of landfill and show folks that they have options available to them now um, that are really creative and uh, also really help the planet. 
Tanis Bundy, the co-founder of The Green Jar. My last question, probably my most important. You said you started the company with your twin sister. What's mm-hmm. it like mixing family and business? It can be challenging, but I absolutely love working with my sister. She's my twin, so I feel like, you know, we're, it's simpatico. We, <laughs> we have the same vision. Identical twin or fraternal? Uh, no, we're, we're fraternal twins, but we finish each other's sentences constantly. That's, that's wonderful. Hey, last question. Sorry, I thought that was the last one, but my last question. What's the address of The Green Jar? Our address is 1061 St. Clair Avenue West. We are between Dufferin and Oakwood, Midtown Toronto. I hope you have a wonderful Sunday and best of luck to you, your sister, and the Green Jar.